Okay, so we're going to get started here. And let's see here. We're, we're really in this boot camp. It's, today we're going to learn about defense tactics. You know, it, that's when you join the Army, Air Force, or whatever. The first thing you're going to, they're going to tell you that a lot of times, you know, you got to go on maneuvers. And those maneuvers is when you're going through the jungles. And they and sometimes when you're going through the jungles, that means a, a, a woody area, a lot of trees and vines and, and all kinds of stuff in the way, even wild animals in, in some of the jungles. And you equip with your sword, and as you with your sword, as you go through this in go through this area that's all uh, viney and rough, you're able to take your sword and and swipe some of this and cut them down. Our sword is uh, the word of God. That's what our sword is. But there's one thing that came in my mind that the Lord said that I wanted to talk about a little bit this week. Is uh, while we're going through that jungle, sometimes we get entangled. We get entangled with, like I said, with vines all over the place. And you, if you like uh, those uh, whipping willow, weeping willow trees, a lot of the trees are overgrown. You got vines uh, and limbs hanging out all over. But uh, being that we are in a war, as as we fight the good fight of faith, we pursue the victory. That there may, as we pursue the victory, there's a lot of obstacles that might get in the way while you're going through the wilderness, and we may get stuck in some of the uh, roughage or uh, the overgrown stuff as we see on the journey. Uh, back in let's see, July of 2020, Jada Pickett told us about. What was happening to her? She said that she was uh, romantically involved with the singer uh, August uh, Alcina, and this was one of her red table talk talks. You know, with with uh, uh, I think she was talking to Will at that time on the red table talk, and it was kind of a surprise to him. He acted like it was a surprise, but with Jada. She's four, she was 48 back in 2020, and she was involved with the 27-year-old man, and that was uh, one of her son's friends. So they came entangled uh, in this situation, and sometimes that was a natural situation, a really natural situation, and it caught the eyes and the ears of a lot of folks. And people had a lot of comments and conversation about it. But so we're going to kind of think about how do we get entangled when we're going through this war, this journal. And like I said again, as we go through this war, this this is not a desert area, but in this woody area, uh, it's always a, a tight area. As we maneuvering our way through, we got the sword in our hand. And the sword that we have in the spirit is the word of God. That's our sword. Now, uh, let's talk about what entangled means a little bit. Entangled means to wrap or twist together. I want you all to picture this. It means interweave, to ensnare, to involve in perplexing, uh, troubling situations. Uh, anything that's complicated. Now, also, it is it it becomes twisted together with uh with our calling. Think about some natural situations that you might be entangled with, or twisted all up. And I call it being busy by it, but anyway, that's how virus hit. And sometimes you think about a fish as a fish swings, uh, trying to uh. If they have like a, a mesh down in the lake trying to catch fish, sometimes when they're trying to get out of that get out get out of that um, net, they get entangled entangled or winded all up in it. 
in the mesh. Now, even down in the ocean, now they got a lot of junk down in the ocean. And so those fish that's able to go down the depth, uh, depth, or uh, even sometimes up in the midwater, and they got all kind of junk thrown in the water. And it says, uh, that interwine. So I'm going to give you some of the similar words to, uh, entangle. And as as I always say, you all get your get your pen and paper because all of this you may not be able to capture, but you might want to jot it down and do some personal uh, research on it yourself and be able to relate it to you spiritually and naturally. Some of the similar words are interwine, uh, tangle, intertwist, uh, to snare, a uh, jumble, to uh, catch. Capture, trap, snare, ensnare, entrap, uh, distangle, or release. And, and that's the opposite word. Opposite of tangle, entangle, is to di- disentangle or uh, to release. Uh, there, there, a lot of us go through complicated circumstances. Now, what I want to do now, what does the Bible mean? What does entangled mean in the Bible? To be entangled means to be caught up or twisted up is something that and that something is usually not good when uh Japheth went to fight the Ammonites he described it as being entangled in controversy or, or at a great strife with when you go back and google that I didn't give you the details on purpose because I want you all to take some personal time and look at some of this in the bible look at the old testament when Japheth went out to fight the Ammonites and who were the Ammonites I told y'all before I'm not going to go there who the Ammonites was now with stripe stripe is a strife s-t-r-i-f is what I'm saying strife is a strong and ongoing conflict over a fundamental issue strife is deeper than an argument broader than disagreement strife usually involves bitterness and sometimes violence when you're going through that wilderness and sometimes you're trying to get to across the road you run into these situations now we see strife today in a lot of political things that's going on Look, look at poor, I, I say poor Mr. Trump. He, he, he started a mess back in, when we did the voting. He always said, I was wrong. I, I did wrong. He did all, in, in North Carolina, in Arizona, I do know. They did all this checking the vote, checking the vote, and it still came out correct. But he's still saying they did it wrong. They messed up. They didn't give him his right voice right votes and there's other such situations but there's strife can between nations when we get strife between nations it lean, leads to a war when strife occurs among believers in the church uh, the testimony is tarnished about Christ so if you're sitting in a church and you don't agree you're not one with everything else there, there's a, a disagreement with Christ now Proverbs 5 and 22 Proverbs 5 and 20 said, talks about a wicked man being entangled in the ropes of his own sin. A wicked man will be entangled in his own sin. Sometimes we get tired of, and I call it, that form of entanglement can be addiction. You just kind of can't let it go. You can't get out of it. There are so many women, and some of you may not like it when I say this. I have been in this ministry since 1996. And even before then, but officially in 1996, and my ministry was to is to uh, 
help the confused, abused, and the misused women. There are so mis many misused women when it comes to abuse. They are so in the entangled to abuse that they don't want to let go. They just hold on to it and think it's all. Think they're doing something good. Now, what the one thing that God, the God hates strife in His church. One of the reasons He hates strife in the church. Now, keep in mind, I'm not going away from entanglement. Strife is part of entanglement. Strife destroys unity. Unity based on the truth of God is so important to Jesus. He asked the Father that His followers would be one. As you and I are. That's what Jesus said in John 17 and 22. You might want to write that one down. John 17 and 22. He said, I've given them glory that you gave me. That they may be one as we are. That's what Jesus said. He was praying. He was praying at the time. Go back in, into uh, John 17 and read the prayer that Jesus uh, was praying. And this is what he said. But he wants us to be one with him and the Father. That's what it was. and a lot of times we try to be run with somebody else and they're on they're not on the same plane you're on. They're not on the same road, they're not on the same level, but you're afraid to get out of it. You're afraid to walk away, you're afraid to allow the sword in your hand to cut that connection and get out of it and walk in the glory of God. Do what God said. Now we Jesus said uh, we to avoid the godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. A lot of times the entanglement that we have, we listen to people with stupid, I call it stupid chatter. Here it says godless chatter. What we listen to all the unnecessary talk. And what, one thing about me, I don't like small talk. I, I, I really don't. Talking about nothing, I really don't. If you're going to talk to me, talk to me about what God has done for you. Give me a good testimony as you're going down what God has done for you. Talk, I'd rather talk about the word of God at any time and talk about somebody's junk. That, that they ain't going nowhere. They're stuck. And they're not getting any closer to God. We just listen to that crap that's spewing out over and over and over. It's godless chatter. We, we, Jesus hates that kind of a stuff. That's what destroys us because we never get out of it. Pull up Second Timothy two. Second Timothy two. I'm not gonna read all of it. I'm gonna run through this a little bit. I'm not going to do all of it. And I got so many. What I do, I research the related scriptures to the main scripture. And I'll give you the main scripture as we go down through this. And I, I learned this one here. I had a personal meeting. And I can't remember exactly when. Might have been in 2002. Because he died in 2003. Was Bishop Felton King. Uh, the Bishop of the State of Arizona. And I said personally, and I had a private conversation with him. And the scripture that I'm going to do today is the, day, the scripture he, he taught us until he died. Now, Second uh, Timothy 2 says, uh, Flee the evil desires of youth. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of their pure heart. When we, when the people call on the Lord out of the pure heart, you will see this. This is what we're supposed to do. Pursue righteousness. This is one thing that we're supposed to do as we're going through this jungle and all this, all this evil stuff that's going on. People want to put a litter boxes in the classrooms for kids, for the kids that say they're a cat. 
they want uh, boys to go into girls' bathroom now or just to have an open bathroom that everybody can go into now. As, as a Christian, we're not supposed to just shut our mouth up, don't say anything. The Word of God tells us what we're supposed to stand for. If you don't stand for for righteousness, you're not going to stand for anything. You're going to do anything. Down to verse 23, say, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. And a lot of times we allow ourselves to be entangled with people that talk stupid. And, and there is one argument, uh, one, one of the uh, girls that I was men- have been mentoring, and she was telling me that... Uh, she had invited someone to church and they tried to criticize the church saying the church was out of order because they had a woman preacher that's stupid in this modern day time that means they do not know the word of God but sometimes we, we, we just feed off of this and we, we go and debate we should never debate the word of God if because God wrote it even though he had, he gave the men inspiration to write his word. And if his, I'll look, I'll say it this way. He wrote it. I believe it. That settles it. There's no argument with me. I don't argue with anybody. I just, because I know the word, I just figure they're stupid. I'm not going to argue with a stupid person. Down to 24, it said, the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Be able to, everybody should be able to teach. If you're not able to teach the word, you, uh, you don't have to be at the level that I'm at, but you should at least be able to show somebody how to look at the Bible and find the scripture. Don't have them flip the Bible over and point to a word. No, no, no. Know your word. Know where to go when they need some help. In, in the, uh, index in the Bible, there are some Bibles that have, if you have a certain issue, It'll give you the exact scripture to go in and read. Some, some Bibles are like that. And there are so many different interpretations um, that you can read and help someone. Remember 1 and 8 is what I, one, Acts 1 and 8 is what we're supposed to be doing. That's our job, you all. If you say you're Christ-like, that's your job, 1 and 8. Down to uh, 2 Timothy 2, verse 25, it said, Those who oppose him must gently instruct in the hope of that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of truth. Bottom line means that you give them the word, they don't want to shake the dust off and you keep going. There's one will uh, plant the seed, one will do the watering or the encouraging, and, but God will do the increase. So if we got bad grounds, we got a bad heart, we, we're resentful, we, we, we just don't want to hear nothing about God, there's nothing we can do. God's every person has to bend before him. We can give him the information, give him the right information, but we can't make him swallow. Like, like my old teaching is, you can lead a horse to a water, but you can't make him drink. But we can make him thirsty. You can make him thirsty. And that's what we do with the word of God. Be able to make a person thirsty to want to know more about God's word. Down to verse 26, it said, and they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. And we should be able to look you all and see all of this. I'm not going to go through all of this, but I'm going to jump right into the main scripture uh, in this lesson. And that's Galatians 5. I'll give you a minute to get it. Galatians 5 and 1. But I'm going to read a few other scriptures in Galatians 5 and 1. Uh, the one that Bishop King used to uh, say all the time, uh, let's see which one was 
It said, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Once Jesus set you free, you're free. You got to have a mindset to know you're free. You don't have to stay in that rut. You don't have to stay in that wilderness and, and, and keep fighting all that junk that people got you all wrapped up in. I always say our people, you know, our people, we perish for lack of knowledge. That's in the Bible, but I strongly believe that we are so ignorant to the word. We are ignorant to the word because we have this old vomit that we've been fed for so many years. And we go on that. Yes, a lot of the words is great. I, I thank God for every teacher that I have ever had. And I've had some good teachers. I thank God for them. But at the same time, I read. I read and I got to a level that I can hear from God myself. But I, I know instead of that, I don't. I've never been trying to be greater than my leader because the word says that but uh, after a while when the leader pass the man on and they die off and go head on you're supposed to be able to get to that level where you can start teaching the word of God L look at um, e Elijah uh, no I'm, I'm not going to go with that one today but you all can read that one you remember when he passed the man on uh, his assistant Elijah Elijah asked him said, when you go I, I want your mantle and he said if you're around me you'll see it so when he went up into heaven when God took him up into heaven on the chariot, he dropped the mantle and, it, and he picked it up and said, is this the, the mantle of God? I, I want you all to read so you know what I'm talking about. I don't have to do all that detail, but I, I'll do it sometime for you. Now, uh, I, I, the version that I, I picked up was uh, also, this one was the new international version. The one that I just read to you was King James. And I'll, stay, I'll say it again. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free we're free that means and not be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage once we believe that jesus christ is the son of god and he's now sitting on the right hand of the father the spirit of god comes in us once we believe that bottom line that's it the spirit we we receive the gift of the Spirit of God in us if we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You have to, you, it's just not a head thing, you all. It's a heart thing that you have to believe. That means you're no longer entangled in all that junk, all that bondage, all that strife, and all, you're not entangled in that. But it's your choice. It's your choice if you want to get out of it. So this is what the boot camp is telling. In boot camp, they teach the soldiers how, how, how to uh, go through the wilderness. How to use this sword. And this is what I'm doing. And teaching you all how to use your sword. Which is the word of God. Which is truly the word of God. Now in the New Kings James. Not New Kings. But the uh, NIV it says. Stand fast therefore in the liberty within. Christ hath made us free. And not entangle again with the yoke of bondage. They use. Uh, let's see. It said. It is freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery that's the NIV it's up to you it's your choice if you know Jesus has set you free it's your choice to stand firm God is not going to control us he's not going to control you you have a choice to stand free or not or just stay in the wilderness and keep fighting uh, abuse or burden down Verse 3, I'm going to go through this fast because I, I got other scriptures that I want to give you. 
and said, verse 3 said, Mark my words, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Did someone say something? Uh, oh, okay. All right. Uh, this here is talking about the circumcision. I, I want to skip down to this because I, I don't want to get a, give too much into that because I want you all to read it yourself and see what it means. Now we're going to go in. in uh, in Galatians, it, it also talks about Let's see, I went down. Let's see. Now, we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago. Paul is talking about verse 7. He says, you know, he, he wrote this to the Galatians. You were running a good race. Sometimes we get out there, we're on a good race. We're doing all, we, we're going to church, and boom, 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 boom. We're doing all of this, and we get into this little small talk, this this little uh uh We, we go into church gatherings, and sometimes we look into to they, them, those they they says we listen to the they says Paul said you were running a good race who cut you who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth that's what happens to a lot of us we we listen to other folks instead of reading the word we listen to the chatter when we're supposed to be in a good service we listen to the chatter instead of focusing on the word of God he said verse 8 said that kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you a little yeast works through the whole bunch of dough. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion, whoever that may be, will have to pay the penalty. And I say pay the penalty to sell. They have to pay the penalty. But it said, verse 11 said, Brothers and sisters, if I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In the case of the offense of the cross that has been abolished. So that's a whole different subject and I don't want us to get too tied up into that. But I want to go down and give you some of the uh, compromising some of the uh, associated scriptures. Now, uh, last week we talked about this and uh, we talked about the fruit. Now, we want to talk again about the acts of the flesh. This is when we have no self-control of ourselves. When the Spirit of God lives in us, lives in you, you have self-control, you all. I'll say it again. When the Spirit of God lives in you, you have self-control. Now the acts then, but then also there's the other side. There's the acts of your flesh. You, you, you have to be able to be in control of your flesh to know what you should and should not do. Now in this war, if you're not equipped, as you're going through this jungle that we're fighting and going through these circumstances, fighting everything, we can let our flesh be obvious. And the obvious things is sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, self-ambition, dissension, faction, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the stuff like that. He said, I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. We close our eyes. We got to cl stop closing our eyes as we go through this jungle and we know what the word of God says. We, we can't close our eyes to this kind of little stuff. 
it affects us. What it is, it is called us to be in. When we close our eyes and we pay no attention to them, after a while it will swoop in and entangle you. You won't be able to win the war. You, you, and when you say, well, I won't bother them. That, that's what they want to do. It's okay with it's okay with me. It ain't bothering me. Yes, it is. There's a scripture in the Bible that said, you know, you know that they're sinning and they're doing all this stuff. He said, don't even eat with them. And I'll find that for you, but you can Google it too. It's, uh, Paul told him, said, don't even eat with them. We're not supposed to eat with people that, that does all this kind of junk because it, all it does is entangle you. Entangle you so that you can't get to the true word of God. But then it went on to talk about the fruit of the spirit. And we talked about this uh, last week. And this to me you all this is very vital. Because this part is what God is saying for me to really get it into you all to understand this. He said but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If you don't have no self-control, you don't have no spirit of God living in you because the spirit of God will help you control yourself. He will help you control yourself. Now, against such things, there is no law. (coughs) Excuse me. Now, the word of God says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. That is part of the strife. That is part of the entanglement. We should let our tree be, a lot of times we see these big, beautiful green trees, and I don't want to get onto that again, but that's part of the discernment. When you have the spirit of God living in you, and you know that you have the wisdom of the spirit of God. You can look at a tree and, t- and see what kind of what kind of fruit they're bearing. We talked about this last week. What kind of fruit they're bearing. We can't bury. We can't close our eyes and be ignorant to what's going on around us. If we close our eyes, that means we're entangled and we can't see it. Uh get grab first second Peter two twenty through twenty two. Second Peter two 20 through 22. I can't even half go through all the scriptures that I have but I'm going to go about another 10 minutes and we're going to close it down and, op- and go to the open mic because I don't want you all to get bored at any time. Second Peter 2 verses 20 through 22 it says, 20 says for if they have escaped the defilement of the world through the knowledge of, Jesus, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they gain entang- entangled in them and overcome. They are again entangled in them and overcome. The last state has become worse for them than the first. Remember, it talks it talks about you know when when a uh, a demon is sweeped out. I've been to a lot of services where they get these demons that they cast out the demons and all. It cast out the demon out of people. It said when the house is swept clean, the demon will go out. But if the person don't read the word, try to pray or nothing, get closer to God, the demon goes out and come back in with seven more worse. Seven more worse than before. This is what this is talking about, y'all. This is what it's talking about. It'll go out, but it'll come back. Once the house is swept clean, you got to keep it clean. But in the spirit, you got to get some word of God and some defense. 
something to be able to defend the devil. But the, I, I, what I love is when Jesus was driven out to the wilderness, all he said was written. He didn't have to call his pastor and say, what should I say to them? What should I say to these demons that come in and took over my house? Are you, are you, you got demons in you go into church and try to take over the service? You got demons. But anyway, down to verse 21 says, For it would have been better for them to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it and to turn back from the holy commandments delivered to them. Sometimes, let me read it again, you all. Excuse my voice, you know, it's still trying to get better. It's getting better, but I get tired. 21 said, For it would would have been better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back. Bottom line, it's best that you don't even know the word of God when you go in it and you you go back out because of the people that you're around. The people that you allow to speak in your your mouth. Every time they spew out that vomit, that's another vine of, of entanglement. You get wrapped up in it. You get wrapped up in this stuff. And you, sometimes you, you wonder, why is there no victory? Who are you around? That's one question when I say you all channel check. You say, who are you around? Who are you listening to? Are, are the people speaking life into you? Are they speaking chatter? Stupid chatter. Uh, going to verse 22 said what the pro- true proverb said has happened to them the dog returns to his own vomit and and the sow after washing herself herself returned and the sow return uh let me let me read it again because this is cute to me this is what proverb says uh the dog returns to his own vomit and the sow, after washing herself, returned to the wallet in the mire. You're talking about the pigs and the sow. Uh, uh, one of my brother-in-laws uh, had a pig, had a pig farm, and well, a pig pigs uh, thing in his backyard. And when you go, they throw all this slop in. And my granddaddy uh, raised hogs, but he didn't have it at his house. He had it at some land away from their house. But he would kill the pigs. And I do remember that process being done on, on my granddaddy's land. Now, it said, it'd be worse. Sometimes we, you all, we, we have these old dogs uh, spew it all this stuff out, this junk out, and they go back and suck it up and eat it. That's what a natural dog would do. And we're going to take this into spiritual. Do you have anyone in your life that you allow to curse you out, spew out all this junk to you, and then they turn around and they go back and lap it up and you don't say nothing? You just, uh, you, you either help them, uh, make it worse. And these are the, uh, natural examples as to, how things happen in our life and we should be able to realize that if you say you are, are born of God and, and I'm going to go here the scriptures that I'm going to give you now are, are the ESV version and let's look at 1 Timothy 4 and 1 I just want to give you ESV, uh, ESV is a more clear version a natural version that some people understand. Sometimes we have to apply, have to be able to, sometimes I have to be able to give you the word that some people understand better. Everybody's not at the same level. But I find that the Message Bible and the uh, NIV is is all, always, always a good version to read to get an understanding. First Timothy 4 and 1 says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Bottom line, we see this every day we close our eyes to it. 
They don't want to hear what God's word says. That matter, yeah. Now, when you go out and you teach and you say God's word, the people are not mad at you. They're mad at God. I'm open, I want to open your eyes. It's not about you. When you truly speak of the word of God, it's not about you. But we got to be able to know and see that this is what's happening. People, uh, their faith has departed from them. And they're devoting themselves. They're listening to junk. They're receiving, they're teaching and receiving, uh, teaching about demons. And some of the demons thing that they, 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 a lot of these preachers I'm seeing now are teaching, there's no such thing as a demon. That's why we have to know the word. Galatians 5 and 4 says, You are served, severed from Christ. You who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. God's grace is his son, Jesus. He could have killed us all anytime. Thumbs out. Boom. Took it to his thumb. I sucked the breath out of him. He could do that anytime. But because he loves us so much, he sent his son to replace all the sin that we could ever do. His grace. That's all we have to do is receive that. It's just that easy. But some of us got a mind we're so entangled. With other stuff in the world, we can't. We we it, it's to me, it's almost like an addiction. If you were addicted to alcohol, and I know a lot of people that that are and have been or is addicted to alcohol, that takes you a time to go somewhere and and do a sobriety check, get away from the alcohol, depart from the alcohol, do some uh, self healing, allow your body to heal because the alcohol breaks our body down and. And send us on out of here faster anyway. Even even that what's that new thing they're doing now? Uh vaping. Vaping. It's killing a lot of folks. But anyway, Second Timothy two and four. Second Timothy two and four says No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. We don't get entangled with junk or BS. Civilian, those, those that's not of God, those that's not in the army of the Lord, that we can look at that as civilians. They're, they're, they're not uh, part of uh, the kingdom of God. They're not part of that. They always got some drama going on. If you're around people that always got some drama, you need to check yourself. Get out of there. Use your sword and get out of it. Allow the Spirit of God to give you wisdom as to how to get out of those situations. Now, everybody knows this scripture. If you don't know it, you need to learn it. Just John 3 and 16. He said, God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. We all should know that, and that's one of the ones we could easily... Uh, teach to anyone. I have so many more and I'm not going to pick a one or two. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me go back to a short one. We talked about the fruit of the Spirit. That's in Galatians 5 again. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 This is one of the, the questions we always have and that kind of shut us down while we can't minister to anyone. And it says a second Timothy three and sixteen. This is one thing that we should know you all, because in Acts one and eight, uh, God tells us to go out into the highways and the byways. 
We're supposed to go out and tell somebody about the good news. And a lot of times, the first question they ask, well, I don't want the Bible because the white man wrote it. That's what we have. Our culture, that is one of the things that our culture always says. And right then, you should know the ignorant. Don't let them throw you off your hole. Don't let them get entangled. Don't allow them to get you entangled with their vomit. Now, 2 Timothy 3 and 16 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness. All scripture. Yes, a man wrote it, but God gave it to the man to write. I didn't, I didn't decide to start teaching. I didn't decide to the gifts that God gave me. I didn't decide to do that. God gave me that and I accepted it and I decided to run on. I do know you all back in uh, March of 2020. Remember last week we talked about a new thing and I shared with you all how back in March of 2020, he gave me this scripture said he was doing a new thing. Now it was spring forth. I had no idea when he told me to start this Bible study that I, that he was doing a new thing and all the stuff that was going to happen in 2020 and up to this day, all like in 2020 when I end up in March. Three, three months later when he told me to do this script, I was already doing the Bible study but not as intensive as I'm doing it now I had the stroke and laying in the hospital like all the times I couldn't do it but I had my uh, daughter and her husband doing running the meeting for me at times uh, when I was very very weak but that was from obedience, God, God knows what he has for us, we have to say yes and get up and do what he says and stop allowing the entangled, the people that you were tangled with to keep you from being obedient. Don't lose your rights like, like Saul did. Remember when Saul was out there killing, killing the, uh, doing the sacrifices and when Samuel came up and he heard all the bleeding of the sheep and he, and he asked him, said, why, why do you do this? Why were you doing it? He said, the people. The people wanted him to go ahead and do it because cause Samuel hadn't gotten there. The people. That's what they, they, they said. They said. You know, they, they said, do it now. Don't wait for him. He's late. They said. And that's what happens to us. We go that they said things. We allow that they, them days to get us in trouble. Uh, Galatians 5 and 22 again says, but the fruit of the Spirit, I'm not going to go to that one, but one more and then we're going to close it and do an open mic. I think I'm going to close it with that, you all. I, I, uh, one that I want you to put in your heart and know this one. As you're going through this jungle, don't allow people uh, to entangle you. Romans 6 and 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. That's what I want. I want to be free. And as uh, old Bishop King used to say, you know, once, once Jesus uh, set us free, you're free indeed. You, you, you're not conformed to this world anymore. You know, you know, he, Jesus does not want us to be entangled. We should not be entangled with the ways of the world. Uh-uh. We should not be this. It's our choice as to whether or not we want to be entangled.